Welcome to Transformation. This is farm broadcaster Don Wick with the latest edition of this podcast series. Transformation is made possible through a partnership by the Red River Farm Network, Linder Farm Network, and the Minnesota Department of Agriculture. Volatile markets and high input costs are certainly part of the story right now. We're visiting with Kurt Burns, a farmer and crop consultant at Stewart, Minnesota. His company is CB Agronomics. Kurt, as you talk to farmers this spring, what's what's keeping them up at night? Uh, right now, Don, I would say the availability of uh, inputs. Uh, even though uh, guys have put down uh, uh, dollars for for herbicides and seed and and uh, parts and supplies, it's the availability of getting these products uh, to us so that we can uh, go about our ways of spring planting of 2022. Um, right now, I've been hearing uh, issues with new machinery, not uh, having full parts on new machinery and, and uh, farmers not being able to, to uh, buy or get the, the machinery on their farm that they've purchased and because of uh, delays and parts. And and just the anxiety of cost, uh, you know, there's some growers out there that didn't have as good a crop in 2021, and, and right now the dollars just keep on flowing out, even though with high commodity prices, uh, we're just dealing with a lot more dollars and a lot more risk right now. I guess this is going to be one of these years where growers are going to need that plan A, plan B, and maybe even a plan C. That is correct, Don. I would say right now if... Uh, if they've got things scheduled on their paper right now of saying, hey, this, this farm is going to be this crop, uh, we may be switching this plan as we go here because of availability of, of inputs, uh, along with uh, you know uh, making decisions of where the commodity prices are at. Do you see this uh, the issue of product shortages and such being with us as we even look beyond 2022 and, and into 23 and such? For, for the most part right now, growers have their fertilizer needs taken care of for the 2022 crop, but it's the 2023 crop that uh, growers are starting to, you know, a lot of fall applications happen in the, to, to the previous fall to the next year's crop. And so right now anxiety is happening about, hey, what's our availability, availability and our cost uh, for the uh, 23 crop for fertilizer? And, you know, nitrogen is your number one nutrient for corn, and we all know that. And and is that price going to stay where it's at? And that's going to affect acres as we go. And, and what growers are willing to pay on a per acre basis for their fertilizer? Is phosphorus and potassium going to be uh, not applied as much because their soil tests look really good? So they may ratchet those, uh, those pounds per acre down because of this cost. So a lot of anxiety about the 23 crop right now as we speak. So for this season, are there ways that the growers can cut costs and, and still get the productivity we want to see? Yeah, Don, there is. I mean, the one thing is if growers have not applied any fertilizer yet, they can really hone in on their soil samples and, and really take a look that if they have, you know, really good, you know, high to very high soil tests on phosphorus and potassium, they can look at trimming some of those uh, those nutrients down. I'm not saying they need to go to zero, uh, but they can look, at least look at it and say, okay, maybe this farm has got some really good soil tests or has manure history. Maybe we don't have to apply as much P and K. Nitrogen, on the other hand, we all know we need nitrogen for our corn crop and our dry bean crop. And so right now I would say nitrogen is a tough thing to cut. But there are ways to look at things uh, weed control-wise. You know, we want to have the, the cleanest fields out there, but maybe you got to cut back on a, on a farm or two because, uh, you know, the, the costs get too high for herbicides. And so 
maybe we can look at uh, cutting an application down. Uh, I don't like to say this. I love pre-emergent herbicides, but maybe a person takes and look and say, hey, maybe I don't need to put as much on there on that. So really farm by farm basis, but there are ways to look at cutting. Is it something where we may need to adjust our yield goals or our expectations? Um, right now, Don, you know, it's always been about yield. We all know that. Uh, I would say that yield has always been in the back of a producer's mind. That's why we do this. We really don't want to try to cut our, our, our yield potential. Um, uh, it's just like it, we, you know, we can be on the dry side right now. And all of a sudden, we start getting rain to the production season, and we have maximum yield potential. So at this point, I do not like to cut expectations. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, there's certain farms that don't that show a history of not having production that uh, maybe you can do a little cutting on them. But I generally, uh, as an advisor, I really don't like to cut anything that's going to maybe potentially hurt yield because uh, it's still all about bushels per acre. And the way these input costs have gone up, the, I mean, we're talking some real dollars when we're uh, we're looking at what we're what we're putting together for this upcoming season here, Kurt. That's right, Don. I mean, you want to have maximum yield potential because uh, all of a sudden you uh, do some cutting and it, and it maybe takes 20 bushels an acre off on corn and 10 on soybeans, and, and all of a sudden, oh, my goodness, I don't have enough dollars here to pay for the input costs I have. And land rents go up, obviously the price of land going up. I mean, everything's escalating, and so you need bushels per acre. And so I have a hard time uh, looking at cutting in production, uh, anything that would actually cut production. I just, uh, we got to try to uh, get as maximum as we can. I think maybe an outsider looks at these commodity prices and everything looks pretty rosy, but these margins are going to be pretty tight. That's right, Don. We're just dealing with more dollars per acre is what we are. We've we've, uh, turned that bar and we just keep on raising that bar and it's just more dollars. You've been doing this obviously for for a long time Kurt there's there's so many things that are we're dealing with that are beyond our control we really haven't seen a situation like this before no we haven't Don and I would say the biggest thing right now that that the last probably month or so that I've been visiting with growers is is about this machinery thing Um, we know that the the parts uh, issues that are going on the supply chain issues that are out of of our control Uh, if we break down during production season of putting our crop in or spraying or taking our crop out, I think we're going to have to establish relationships with neighbors that if you have a part on your planter that uh, cannot, you cannot get it fixed right away because it's a computer chip. Uh, we all know uh, planters now are run by computers. And if there is a part that we cannot get, I think you're going to have to have relationships with neighbors in order to get your crop in the ground in a timely fashion. Uh, I know 35 years ago when I was in college at the U of M, with the, they were teaching us that you were worth $10,000 an hour planting your crop. Well, look at now since 35 years ago, you're probably worth $100,000 an hour putting your crop in. And so it's uh, timing is everything in agriculture of getting things done on time to have achieve maximum yield. And so with this supply chain issue with machinery and parts, uh, and something happens to you, you're going to have to have a plan B or a C to try to try to get your crop in the ground. And that may be working with neighbors that you generally don't have or haven't worked with. So uh, communication is going to be the number one thing again. Kurt, you're, you're used to advising growers on, on what to do with their fertilizer uh, needs or, you know, what kind of weed killer they should be looking at, those kind of things. But you kind of take on a different role in an environment like this. That's right, you do. And, uh, you know, uh, I think a lot of times when you visit with growers in their shop or their kitchen table, 
uh, you may talk agronomy or markets for a half an hour or an hour, and on that extra hour you talk about the anxiety of how how things are going to get done and labor. Now we all know in every sector of the world, labor is such an issue, and especially in agriculture, uh, you're hearing about labor at the fertilizer dealers and at the grain uh, storage facilities, and and the shortage of labor and and uh, people moving back and forth because of wages. And and right now that anxiety just keeps on building. Hey. I've got a thousand acres of corn. I need the fertilizer to be spread this spring. And is that co-op or that fertilizer dealer going to be able to get it done? Are they going to be short of labor? And they may have the trucks and the and the floaters to get the work done, but they may not have people to run them. And that's all bills. And so then you talk about this at the shop or in the kitchen table, and it's more like being a counselor than rather an agronomy person because of 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 the anxiety that just keeps on building in the farm families. There's obviously stress out there. Is there room for optimism as well? Are you are you seeing some of that, Kurt? Oh yeah, Don. There's always room for optimism. You know, I've always been a person about you know the glass is always half full, and uh, I think that uh, I think everybody out in the countryside are, are people of faith, and I think we uh, have our faith, and and that we know that we're going to be taken care of, and that and that uh, there's always optimism that that's, that's a farmer's dream every spring that you're you're planting your best crop, you know, that you don't care if you farm for five years or 55 years, you're always going to plant your best crop that spring. And so uh, you've always got that optimism. And so, yeah, there is room for that. We know we've got good prices and, and things do work out. You just may have to, you know, that curveball may be thrown at you a lot more than it has been in the past. And so you're going to have to react to that a little differently. And, and you're going to may have to work with neighbors that you haven't been used to working with because of things. And so, um, those are changes that are hard to come by sometimes because we're all independent business people. But at the same time, I think that we have to know that we have to work together also. Our thanks to Kurt Burns from CB Agronomics at Stewart, Minnesota. Funding for this episode was provided by the USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture. A reminder, you can hear all of our Transformation podcasts online at rrfn.com forward slash transformation or go to the podcast tab at linderfarmnetwork.com. Transformation also available on all the other places where you typically find podcasts, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and more. And as always, I'd like to remind you that help is available if you're dealing with a stressful situation. There's the Minnesota Farm and Rural Helpline, which is free and confidential and is available 24-7. All calls are answered by trained counselors. That helpline number is 833-600-2670. Or you can text 898211. Information is also available at minnesotafarmstress.com. Until next time, I'm Don Wick.